Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Straight Talk for the Soul series, your multidimensional vitamin for the body, mind, and spirit. I'm Carrie Murphy, your host, creator, and founder of this global broadcast and Unity Community, designed to provide energetic empowerment for your soul's evolution. Uh, I want to extend a bright and a beautiful good morning, good afternoon, good evening to all of you tuning in uh, from around the world to help me welcome the beautiful Amira Atlantis. We're going to discuss Atlantis inversions and your divine eternal presence uh, upon the last fall of Atlantis so uh, we're going to take some live callers later uh, press star 2 on your phone to be considered for that if you have questions about anything we're talking about and if we have time Amira will lead us through a group uh, transition uh, transmission or meditation later on so stay tuned for that uh, and just welcome home, beautiful souls and courageous crusaders of higher consciousness. Uh, this is your safe haven. It's a sacred space and a soulful sanctuary to feel ignited and empowered. Uh, it's my greatest intention that you feel uh, an unwavering sense of safety, acceptance, belonging, and oneness here. Uh, the frequencies of love and kindness and cooperation, collaboration and compassion always flowing here. And today let's intend for a revival, a restoration and a renewal of your divine essence, purity and potential. And I want to thank you for blessing our community with your love and your presence today. Um, so now just sit back. Um, Completely relax, breathe, open, and receive. We are very thankful that you uh, found your way here today. Uh, and now my favorite question, what's the best that could happen today? Uh, please set a clear and uh, empowered personal intention for whatever it is you wish to gain or experience or feel. Uh, my intention with our gathering is to be a clear and pristine communicator of divine light and love and selfless service to allow for the greatest openings into peace, healing, harmonization, uh, purification, uh, and empowerment for all of us gathered here. You're welcome to write in and let us know how you're feeling or if you have questions and you've joined us by computer, I'll be checking in. And now let me tell you about my beautiful co-creative uh, partner. Uh, Amira Atlantis is a multidimensional teacher and a healer for the new Atlantis. As an incarnated Atlantean mer-being, she holds the ancient philosophy, wisdom, and knowledge of the great kingdoms of Atlantis and Lemuria in her DNA and soul remembrance. Amira is a direct conduit to the mer world, the sacred feminine, and to the element of water. She brings forth messages from the ocean mother, Yamaya, Archangel Metatron, and she teaches sacred geometry. Uh, she's an ordained minister, a steward of the Temple of the New Atlantis, an intuitive healer, an advanced level past life regressionist, an author, and a conscious clothing retailer. She lives on the beautiful island of Kauai and hosts retreats uh, annually there. And today, again, we're talking about Atlantis inversions. We'll talk about what these inversions um, are or were, uh, and your divine eternal presence upon the last fall of Atlantis. Um, 13,000 years ago, many things were inverted and corrupted from their natural and organic origins. Uh, that includes sacred symbols, geometry, and the concept that we've been separated for our, from our divine eternal presence. 
So what is that anyway? It's the fullest expression on every dimensional level of the highest integration of your soul connection to source. Uh, your divine eternal presence is the only aspect of you that is real. It originated from sources, perfect, whole, and complete, uh, never corrupted or interrupted. And the course correction of the spiral of Atlantis happening uh, since the December solstice of 2020 includes the reversals of all that's been inverted or separated from prime creator. So Amira explains how calling upon your divine eternal presence to integrate and align all aspects of the self is a powerful tool uh, to clear your energy field and call back every aspect of your being. So we're going to explore all of that and more today. So let's go ahead and dive in. Uh, please join me in extending waves and waves of love, light, and joy uh, to Amira as I welcome her back. So hi, beautiful. Aloha, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me back. Yes, I'm excited. <laughs> I love this topic. Um, wow. Well, first of all, since the last time you were here, just share with everyone any kind of updates or what's been going on with you. Catch us up on the life of Amira Atlantis. <laughs> I, I mean, I am enjoying my life on Kauai absolutely to the fullest. There's, there's not a day that goes up by that I don't wake up and, and really just thank this land and thank God that, that I get to live here because it really is a magnificent and special place. I never take for granted one day that I get to enjoy, you know, as long mm -hmm. as the island will have me. Um, I have been making all kinds of plans, um, redoing, uh, in the process of redoing my website, rebranding, and uh, creating an Atlantean mystery school. Like that's, you know, the, the, the next big project for probably 2023 yeah. um, that is coming forward. That's so exciting. Do you, I mean, yeah. yeah. You're, do you want to share, you know, where you're going? Sure, or? absolutely. Okay. So, you know, it, a lot of it is still kind of in my, in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes taking everything that's in your head and putting it down on paper and making it, you know, turning it into the physical, um, there, there's a little bit of a creative process and learning around that. But, you know, I feel there will be uh, three, three layers happening in this mystery school. And, you know, mostly what I want to do is, is offer those of us who feel not only connected to Atlantis, and the mythology, the, you know, the theology, the, the energy of Atlantis, but all of those who feel that we want to co-create what I call the new earth Atlantis here, you know, here, heaven to earth here, that I offer the tools, the technology, uh, the energy imprints, and, and open up everyone's, your own remembrances to how you can contribute to that. So there'll be, you know, different, different layering in this. And the final layer of, of being in the mystery school will complete with becoming one of my, you know, temple priests or priestesses in mm. the temple of the New Atlantis and actually taking these teachings that I'm going to be offering and um, administering, you know, if you're a minister, you administer out to your communities or out to uh, your maybe your churches or your temples or your classes. So I have a very big vision about how I really want to actualize a, not only just an online temple, mm -hmm. but a literal temple 
on this planet, a little, a little, literal building. And so, uh, and, and part of stepping into that, I'm taking myself on a journey next month <laughs> to um, Portugal and the Azores and Madeira, which is uh, just ripe with big Atlantean energy mm-hmm. for some exploration, land seeding, and just letting the land and, and the Atlantic Ocean there teach me. Right. I'm so excited for you. And, I mean, you've been in Kauai now for how many years? It's been a while. Uh, going now. on seven. Yeah. yeah. So that's the Lemurian energy, um, you know, and so you feel connected clearly to both um, and, and yes. have experienced, you know, timelines in Lemuria and Atlantis. What can you say about the distinction in terms of frequency, energy, teachings um, that you're aware of? Well, you know, it's very interesting how spirit works. You would think because my, my, uh, you know, my vibe is so much more Atlantean, I would have gone straight to Europe or, you know, the East Coast or, you know, Florida or someplace. But spirit's plan for me was to come and come to Kauai and, uh, really embody the, the Lemurian part of, uh, of my lineage of my soul. So when I travel to or get to step into, you know, the Atlantean land, like I've never been to any place that actually holds uh, the Atlantean energy. energy. Mm-hmm. There, there was something about me having to really anchor in and like bridge that or complete this part of my journey here before I could travel on uh, to the next leg of it. So I had to really continue to believe that um, – you know, bringing forward the, the, the great kingdom of Atlantis was actually what I'm here to do, even though I'm not there physically on, on the land. But, you know, all that is transforming now. And mm-hmm. uh, I am a bridge holder between worlds. And, and I do feel, for anyone who's wondering, I really do feel that there's been uh, healing completed between Atlantis and Lemuria and the fallout and some of the things, you know, I've spoken about or maybe some other others mm-hmm. have spoken about. Uh, that that healing has happened in the etheric and is translated to to the physical. So um, I, I've participated in in some of that, and now I get to go and just uh, really see what I can create in 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 Atlantis. Um, for people who are new to you, many people have heard you here and elsewhere, but. Um, you know, you are an incarnated mer being from Atlantis. Was it well from Atlantis, right, or was it Lemuria? Or yeah. Earth? Okay. Uh, Atlantis is where is where uh, yes, where my soul is from. So share a little bit about that for people who are new to your work. Okay. Um, so there, I I feel that there are probably many of you out there, women and some men too, who not only feel that you, your soul, uh, it, it originated or incarnated from Atlantis to Lemuria, but you also feel myrrh. You feel like you are mm-hmm. from, from the water and of the water and you, mer- you, you really identify with the mermaid mythology, the iconography, and really everything that has to do with, with water. And so if that's true for you, most of the myrrh originated from uh, Mintanka, which is the westernmost star in Orion's belt. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when Terra was first formed, 
Um, the majority of the myrrh who came with original water that fell from Mintaka came, came, came with the water. So if you have a really strong affinity, and you know my work, Carrie, I am a, such a big believer in teaching people and helping them to validate your own soul truth, that you are bigger and vaster than just your human form, <laughs> you know, than your, than, than your physical body, that your soul is infinitely expansive and that we come forward onto this planet and we carry lineages with us and we carry DNA with us. Um, some people call them star seeds. You might refer to yourself as a star seed. So if you are one of those, and, and, and whether you resonate with, with being a myrrh or not, the acknowledgement of knowing that uh, within you, you carry those, you know, those, those seeds and that you are here to co-create uh, heaven on earth, the new earth Atlantis, as I like to call it, and express yourself. In that way, express yourself as a, a, a divine, multidimensional being. Like, that's a really a true thing for you. And a big part of my work is helping people go deeper into that and bring their gifts forward. Right. To help themselves and help others as we go yes. along this earth journey. And that's well, what Meta Poseidon taught me. Mm-hmm. Em, uh, embodiment is not about acceptance. It's not about accepting who we are. It's believing it. Mm. Well, and you embody that. I mean, every time you're here, you know, I really honor you for your, you know, your courage and, you know, just just your your trust and just following, um, you know, wherever you're supposed to go, whatever you're supposed to do, you just follow it, you do it, and you really help people um, cultivate that within themselves and you know in your work um and we'll talk about your offers later but when you take people through these regressions or journeys into their past lives in atlantis or or lemuria it helps them ignite those gifts talents abilities helps them remember their their mission their contracts all of that so i mean i'll bet it's pretty rewarding when you're having those sessions and people really you know, wake up and come alive and really remember and believe these things. Um, oh, absolutely. You know, it just really anchors in their soul truth. And whether that's Atlantis, Lumeria, or some other star system mm-hmm. or some other, you know, planet or universe, uh, you know, wherever you need to, uh, wherever you need to go in and remember and anchor that deeper within yourself, you know, that, that's a really rewarding part of my job. Yeah, absolutely. And you are so committed to it and so joyful about it. And I just remembered when you were talking about, you know, living in Kauai and just never taking it for granted. And, you know, every time I see pictures of you, you look like you are just blissed out. <laughs> you are just... <laughs> I am. <laughs> and to bring that energy to support people um, in moving into that for themselves and giving them that, you know, giving themselves that permission to um, to feel those things and to share those things is really is really wonderful. So now, Amira, I want to talk about what you call DEP, which is our divine eternal presence. Let's get into that a little more deeply, what that means to you um, and how we be- how we became separated from this and all, you know, whatever you want to share. Okay. Um, so the, the term to divine eternal presence, 
um, actually came from uh, one of my very dear friends. Uh, her name is Leanne, a really wonderful healer. She taught me that term. I had always referred to divine eternal presence. I've always kind of called it your oversoul. Mm-hmm. And so your your oversoul is that part of you that you emanate from, that part of your soul stream that is eternally connected to prime creator. So it kind of like has its individual type of identity, but it's also merged with, with the one, with, with source energy. And when I learned that, that term, it, it, it took me deeper into the exploration of how me and how we are, are all, how, how kind of we've been, we've been taught some things that aren't really true or correct. We've been taught things about being separate from prime creator or being separate from, um, you know, separate from uh, our, our soul essence, mostly due to the fall of Atlantis. It happened to most of us when, when, when Atlantis went down and, um, you know, the false light matrix took over and the aversions took over. And when I started to explore really the truth about our oversoul, um, I began to help people reconnect in many ways back to that knowledge and that truth again um, of that divine eternal presence that flows through and within all of us that can never, ever become separated no matter what we think we have done in life. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. So when you talk about the oversoul, describe more about what you've come to learn about that and how you view it. Okay, so this is this. I, I always like to explain things in sacred geometry because that's mm-hmm. that's my language. So this is my understanding from from Metatron about about an oversoul. So in the beginning, there was you know there was there was the one, and Prime Creator knew itself as uh, wholeness and and as the one, and we see that as a sphere. So as Prime Creator decided to explore itself as more than singular in duality it split itself into two and so we get the vesica pisces which is the overlapping uh symbols the overlapping circles coming together with that you know centerpiece that third piece of spirit mm-hmm. okay and prime creator chose this because it wanted like we are all creators right we all want to learn. We all want to grow. Prime Creator found a way to expand and explore more by creating what we call duality. And through that centrifugal center point of the Vesica Pisces, the first 144,000 souls were birthed. They came forward. And so in, in my understanding and what I've been taught, and there's many different thoughts around this. Mm-hmm. And so as I, I share this, take what works. If you feel like the knowledge and information works for you, if it doesn't, that's okay too. Um, but I'm very good at breaking things down, big esoteric con- concepts down and explaining them simply because they don't have to be complex. Agreed. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's just God. It doesn't have to be like, you know, a, a riddle and a mind bender. So if you can envision the, <laughs> the birthing of the first 144,000 souls coming through that center point of the Vesica Pisces, those became the oversouls of all other beings or all other souls 
that were created. And so your oversoul is one of those 144,000 oversouls. That is the soul stream that you, that you came to. So for me, um, I came through the, uh, Yemaya or the Amphitrite, who is Poseidon's wife, through, through that lineage. Mm-hmm. So the energy that I hold, the predominantly energy that I'm holding here to express is, is that of the myrrh. Mm-hmm. Um, and so each of us has a soul stream or maybe multiple soul streams that we are holding within us in our human form that we are here to express. Um, yeah. the, the one that's most important to me is, is the myrrh. I have others, mm-hmm. but that's the one that I'm predominantly here. So all of us have something. We are a holder or a seeder of, of something or someone. And I always kind of like to throw this in. If, you know, I, I, I regress a lot of people who remember being Maybe they remember being a god or a goddess or an archangel or a specific person in history or predominant person in history. Mm-hmm. And I, I always like to remind them that you, you have the, you get to carry part of that energy of that great being. But many exactly. others do too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, many, right. many others remember right. being Mary Magdalene. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember being, you know, Archangel Michael, and that's because their energy is so huge that if you were just to hold it in your little earthly body, you'd blow up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we, we probably couldn't contain the enormity. So, you know, Prime Creator is pretty smart. Um, uh, splits it up and shares it between many vessels. Because some of those messages, some of those people who, you know, who are here, uh, and, and actively working to heal the planet, you know, there's 7 billion people on this planet. That's a lot of people. So we might need more than one soul stream of, you know, Archangel Michael or, uh, you know, uh, whoever to come forward and, and help and teach us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or Isis, or the Magdalene energies, or the um, yes, yeah, the angelic frequencies, the uh, the seraphim, whatever it happens to be, and you can ha- you can be a part of different soul streams. But like you were saying, your predominant is myrrh and um, all of that. So anybody who is listening right now, you know what you resonate with most, and maybe people have told you, you know, oh, you have this energy or a healer or something, and. That's what you're referring to. And, Correct. you know, I think before all of this was more uh, mainstream, you know, talks like this and, and conversations like this, maybe 20, 30 years ago, um, you know, people, that was confusing. It was like, oh, uh, um, someone says, you you know, you're, you you were Mary Magdalene, you know, and then, you know, I was like, right. well, how is that? So now, you know, it's more understandable and people can understand that these are soul streams and uh, uh, frequencies. So I'm glad you brought that up and you get to experience that a lot, you know, in sessions with people. Um, so you come to understand that better and better. <laughs> um, yes. I mean, it's, it's kind of this contrast of, of, you know, humility for, for who we are. And um, our task here and the greatness we hold, like humility in that, but also accepting our greatness at the same time. Like, you know, we can have that balance of, like, really knowing how badass we are because, let's face it, if (laughs) Isis could really come down here and do the job, she would. But guess what? They can't. They have to express it through us. 
Mm-hmm. Right. We are, I mean, we're right. the badasses. We're the boots on the ground, the ones working hard <laughs> in a really uh, kind of a challenging environment. And so, we, you know, we all need to look at ourselves, every single one of us, and just really know how, you know, how amazing we are to accept this assignment. Absolutely. And that's why it's so important that uh, people get activated, you know, and they really um, turn on these gifts and abilities because uh, they're intended to. That's why they're here. That's why they're alive, especially communities like this where people are way showers. They're here to create new earth. And we do that by bringing forth these gifts and abilities. And, And that's why I love highlighting and celebrating beautiful beings like you. That way we all support one another, you know, in igniting these things. So what I want to talk about next is the fall of Atlantis and um, okay, you know, your perception of that and also how that affected our connection to our divine eternal presence. Okay. So the, the fall of Atlantis really is a concept. It's kind of like the concept of um, uh, the fall in the garden with Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. where there's been a story that has been told and shared and it's gone into the collective and it's gone into the collective conscious and unconscious and it it helps people to feel less than or it helps people to feel guilty or it helps people into the concept of original sin. So the fall of Atlantis is kind of the same idea. It's a concept or a story that has been told and that has been woven into our timelines and it's it's mostly in the collective unconscious and it has caused us to feel that we are separated from our divine eternal presence when we go in and we remember or even when you're in you know you're thinking about all the challenges that you have in life and all you know the karma (laughs) And, and karma is a kind of a whole other story that we can go into because that is also a concept. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that has been woven into our, our being or into our belief system that is not necessarily truth. So when we go into and, and unwind the, the story or the concept of the fall of Atlantis and, and recognize that we are creators, we are here to experiment. We are here to taste and feel and smell all of life and create through dualities and polarities. When you look at it from that perspective, even if there was a line of time where Atlantis fell, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Because at any time as a collective, we can turn our attention not from the inversions or or away from the falls and go through this brand new timeline that we're creating where we are free, where we are whole, where we never fell, and we can course correct that entire that entire concept. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I hope that makes sense. That was a lot. I know that was a lot. And no, it is. And, you know, a lot of people talk about that. And I think that oftentimes um, the the traumas and, and the um, all of those things, it can hold people in a 
I don't know, in this stuck pattern of, oh, I, yes. you know, because of the fall of Atlantis or Lemuria, you know, I'm traumatized and I can't move forward. And I say that with compassion yeah. because we talk about these things um, on this show and we have for many, many years. Um, but I, I do love what you're sharing because it kind of, it allows for a different experience and a different perception. Well, it's time to weave new myths into the timeline. Mm-hmm. It's time for new stories, stories of our exaltation to be told and to be shared with our children. And just back briefly on the subject of, of karma, mm-hmm. um, there will always be a balancing that we will need to do for the energy we put out. We will always need to go back in and some way balance up that energy. And I really feel that a lot of us on, on this time, on this reality, are, are clearing up all those imbalances and those karmic acts through, you know, clearing our lower root chakra stuff really is, is what it comes down to. Our tribal, our family, our, our lower nature, um, making friends with all of that information having tea with it <laughs> instead of rejecting it and then deciding, okay, how, how do I course correct, correct my own patterns and my own lifetimes and the, and, and the energy taking responsibility for the energy we have put back, put out there in the world. But having said that, some people feel that if they take on, you know, if they have an accident or if they have an injury uh, or something happens in their life that, that that's quite tragic, they either think they deserve it because they're unworthy or they think that they are clear, taking on an accident or an injury to clear something for the planet. And I want everyone to know that God, your divine, eternal, true source energy will never ask you to sacrifice yourself for the sake of this planet. Never. Okay, we will never be asked, well, if you take on, you know, this, this illness, you're going to transmute for the planet or for the collective or whatever. That I, I do not believe that's true. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you, Amira, because, um, and I had, it was so much honor and respect for, for, there are beautiful, wonderful healers on this planet that I, I have such admiration for everything they've done and they're doing. And I'll hear something like that, but it does not resonate as truth for me personally. Um, yeah, the sacrifice and martyr programs, they got to mm-hmm. go. They've got to be collapsed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so let's talk about the, the inversions. Um, what is that idea? What is, what is that? Um, and what happened? You know, how did the so inversions of the sacred symbols occur? All of this, all of that. Okay. So essentially everything has an inversion. Everything has an opposite, right? You know, light and dark, tall and short. Everything has an opposite. So symbols that were originally created and utilized in places like Atlantis um, and even Avalon and and Lemuria, uh, and and I'm specifically talking about sacred geometry because there is, you know, some talk out there in the world about uh, Metatron and sacred geometry symbols, uh, you know, being a false matrix or being a false Mm -hmm. light which is completely untrue. Everything has a divine nature and everything has a polarity, depending on your intention and how you use it. So when the sacred geometry symbols, which, you know, Metatron was the architect of, uh, of Atlantis, when we planted the, uh, the crops 
in the flower of life and the seed of life. And when we utilize, you know, the tetrahedron, the pyramid to amplify our temples and we begin to bring in all this different symbolism, it was really utilized for the enhancement and the greater good and the, uh, the fullest expression of the Atlantean land and community. When uh, the false light came into Atlantis, they took these symbols and like a good example would be, um, uh, you know, the uh, five-pointed star, which, which is a, a Wiccan symbol. A five-pointed star is neutral, depending on how you utilize it. If you're utilizing it for, you know, nature medicine, for plant medicine, okay, the five-pointed star can be used very benevolently. There's another group out there um, known as, you know, satanic or whatever, who have flipped that thing over and they utilize it as a portal for malevolent energy. And so a lot of people feel that the five-pointed star is this really evil, you know, or satanic type of symbol, which it's only that way because a group has come and inverted it and using it for malevolent powers. The five-pointed star is actually neutral, again, until you assign it, until you give it a meaning and you intend it for something. Sacred geometry is the same way. Metatron has his inversions. Metatron's inversion is Saturn slash Kronos, depending if you're, you know, Roman or, or you're Greek. That's the lower fallen aspect. Okay, so the, the talk out there about inversions and Atlantis and all these symbols are coming from uh, the, the, the element that is the inversion of the light. Mm. So we can mm. either villainize that whole thing and look at it as bad or evil, or we can neutralize it and just go, you know what, that's there, but that's not really what I want. So I'm going to zero point or neutralize my feelings and emotions about that, and I'm going to turn my attention to what I want to create for what feels good and true to my soul, for the geometries that I know that are the higher expression of me helping me create, co-create in my physical world, because that's what sacred geometry is. It's the building blocks of our physical reality. Yes, 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 absolutely, to everything that you're sharing. Um, um, with the sacred geometry, Amira, how did um, how did you initially get – connected with Metatron and and remember all of this um, knowledge that you have about this? Um, I had been kind of lightly, before I moved to Kauai, maybe eight or nine years ago, lightly kind of dabbling in sacred geometry and just, you know, just learning about it a little bit. I just thought it was such a cool thing and way, way more fun than whatever I learned in high school for math. And um, just dabbling in it. And then shortly before, or as I started to plan my first retreat on Kauai, I felt uh, this very strong masculine presence come into my field and my awareness. And it was a very, like, grandfatherly type of an experience. And um, I, I was even, I was only lightly familiar with, with Metatron at that time because, you know, Metatron really as an active participant in our lives is fairly new. Um, everybody was working with Gabriel and Raphael and Michael, and they're very, very accessible to us. But Metatron, you know, up until maybe ten, five, ten years ago, 
has kind of been uh, uh, newer for, for, for many, uh, as a collectus for, for us to uh, connect with. So I learned through, through a channeler, I was like, I have this, you know, I have this presence with me. Who is this being? And, and I learned that, that it was Metatron. And as soon as I made that conscious connection with him, it was kind of like a father homecoming. It felt mm-hmm. like, you know, I was going home to, to a father or to a grandfather. And uh, he shared with me that he wanted me to really begin learning about sacred geometry and bringing that out to the collective. And then, you know, I had the sacred geometry clothing coming and so yes. on. And, and it all just mm-hmm. evolved into, evolved into that. And, and one thing I want to make clear is I, I, with, with my spirit team, with my spirit guides, I am very, very clear about who I am and very, very clear about who they are. We have a mutual respect. We are on a level playing field as far as I get the physical body and the physical vessel and the free will, and um, I get to say yes and accept their guidance and their teachings and have conversations with them, very even very similar to the way you and I are having conversations. But there is a definite sovereignty delineation between who I am as, as Amira, you know, the human slash divine being, and who they are and their sovereignty as their divine beings. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, and I feel it. I, I, I've always sensed that and felt that from you, um, that pure sovereign state that you dwell in, Amira. So, um, <laughs> so thank you for sharing a little bit about that. Um, this is a good question that came in from Lacey. Um, uh, Lacey from Ontario. Hi, Lacey. We love Lacey here. Um, she said, Amira, thank you so much for all of the knowledge um, about inversions. Um, she said, it was recently told to me that 528 hertz frequency is actually a negative portal, but this doesn't resonate with me, but it's made me feel hesitant about using it. Uh, do you have any insights on this? Thank you. I do. So the first insight that I always give you is how, how does, true does it feel to your soul? Does it feel, does that information, mm-hmm. because somebody said it or spoke it, feel true and right for you? And how do you feel when you listen to that music, Lacey? Do you feel, do you feel okay? Sometimes we don't know how we're feeling until somebody points something out and then we go, oh, yeah, actually, now that I come to think of it, I do feel like a little weird after I hear that song or after I'm around that person or whatever it is and I never mm-hmm. paid attention to it. So, Please continue to pay attention because that, that is a, um, you know, that is a, a thought that is out there that that, that that frequency is not conducive to uh, our, you know, to our, fre- to our vibration, to our frequency, you know what I'm trying to say, that it's mm-hmm. not conducive to our energy field. So I would um, uh, have, listen to both. Turn on some music yeah. that I think it's 428 that, that it's said that we're supposed to be, supposed to be attuning to. Listen to both. Listen to your inner guidance. See how you feel. Notice how you feel as you listen to the contrast. Mm-hmm. And then you want to make the choice for yourself of what's right. Because we're all different too. Our, exactly. all our frequencies, we're all different. We're not the same. Different music affects different people in different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like Sarah just wrote in and said, I love 528 music and my family finds it very comforting. So it's really a, 
your soul will will let you know what it feels. <laughs> You'll know yeah. how you feel. Um, good question, though, Lacey. And um, uh, yeah, she she wrote in a few times here already today. Um, so, Lacey, thank you for being here with us. Um, she said, "Deepest gratitude for both of your amazing Atlantean souls sharing with us." Thanks, Lacey. Um, let's see. Uh, another question that came in that I wanted to address. Um, Kathy, uh, in San Jose said, I've always resonated with Lemuria, but I'm afraid of the water. Uh, any thoughts on this? Thank you. Um, generally that comes from a drowning. Um, uh, you know, in either an Atlantean or Lemurian lifetime or some other lifetime. That, that's typically where that comes from. And I've worked with actually a lot of people who have a fear of water mm-hmm. or remember drowning and taking them into a regression. And um, we kind of resurrect them yes. <laughs> from the water. You know, mm-hmm. soul retrieval, it, it's sometimes called, and bring that part of them home and give them the understanding that, you know, you're you're an eternal being. You you never actually died, and the water can be your friend, whether you decide just to go into your knees, into your waist, right. or swim. You know, whatever you right. do, that there can be healing around it. Yeah, that that exact that's what happened to me, um, Amira. It was like soon after my near death experience, which was in 1997. Um, soon after that, I started doing a lot of regressions with different healers way back then, and um, I would never. I loved the ocean and the water, but I would never get in like too deep, or I had to see my feet. And mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and the first regression I did, I went back, and there was a it was a drowning. And even now, I still the water has to be clear, and I won't go under still, but I get mm-hmm, in it. But right. I love it. Like I love it. Like the Mintakan water that you were talking about. I mean, I have that. Mm-hmm image and it's so clear and you could literally see through it so to me if it's kind of dark ocean water I, I yeah um, not for me but um but I'm glad you said that because I think a lot of people feel that way and that's um exactly what happened to me as well um who was who was the one who wrote that in um Kathy so uh yeah I think it's pretty common actually for um a it lot of us who had these common. lifetimes in Atlantis and Lemuria. But, I mean, that said, Amir, I mean, I love the ocean. I mean, everywhere, my whole home, my whole, all my environments, all my TVs just have waves, like, all day mm-hmm, playing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, um, but I won't swim in the ocean, but I will get in it. But anyway, um, well, and I don't think it's important for people to completely like it's not important for you, Carrie, to go to the level of healing where you can actually get in and swim in the ocean. That that's not what matters. What matters mm-hmm. that you went in and you 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 cured the trigger, yeah. and you have some peace in your body and in your mind to be able to get in and enjoy the water. But it, it like it's right. not important that you become an Olympic swimmer out of this or <laughs> right. a surfer or anything. Right. That that's not that's not that's not important. <laughs> exactly. Um Sherry just wrote in, um, said, Can you share more about uh the Murr people and their purpose? Okay, so the Murr have many purposes. Um, the, 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 the main, one of the main purposes of, of the myrrh is, of course, we carry the, the water codes. 
And um, water was original element on this planet. It was, um, uh, you know, water is where I actually believe we all came from or, or evolved from. If you think about a baby spending nine months in amniotic fluid, um, that's pretty significant. You think about how humans in general feel better around bodies of water. We just want to be around bodies of water. Whether you in it or not, we're all mm-hmm. soothed by lakes and rivers in the ocean and so on. Also, we've got to drink water. We can't go more than three days without water. So, so the, the myrrh are the representation of water in kind of a physical form, um, reminding us of the importance of that element that makes up 75% of, of our body and, and healing the water grids along with the dolphins and the whales and so on. The other purpose the myrrh have is we hold the templates for the, the divine feminine. Uh, water is feminine. It's a feminine element. And so the, um, the amount of people on this planet who uh, really identify with the mermaid iconography and, you know, the rise and the healing of the divine feminine that to me has, has, has successfully taken place. That has come from the numbers and numbers of uh, women and some men too who have incarnated as mer beings on the planet. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And it's, uh, you know, it's a, <laughs> it's this energy of, embodying that state of flow you know for me that's how i perceive um that and yes sherry um thank you for that question um and for being here uh jackie from spokane said i remember the last time you were on the show amira and your bravery still amazes me can you speak a bit about your relationship with your family since all the changes you had in your life thank you Oh gosh, that could be a whole separate show. <laughs> <I know. laughs> um, my, you know, my my awakening was extremely radical and extreme, um, like the two far, by four in the back of the head when you're not listening and not listening, and um, at, pretty soon the two by four came out, and I went through this really uh, radical shift of of suddenly remembering I had all this stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> that I I hadn't thought about in 37 years, or I didn't I didn't recognize in 37 years, and so, um, oh gosh, how to put this? It was it was very challenging for for my whole family. I was married at the time, um, and had you know three young children, and um, uh, in a family that was very traditional, and and you know and Catholic, and I have a wonderful wonderful loving family, but they just were not mm-hmm. in any way, did not come in um, uh, open to any of the metaphysical, anything that I was traversing. So, you know, I, I read the Da Vinci Code and figured out that my Catholic upbringing uh, was quite in question. And I, I went on this path to really discover and read and catch up and, and learn who I was and what I was here to do on the planet. And, you know, as a result, that created a lot of chasms um, not only in my marriage, but with uh, my sisters and my parents and my family, because I became so different mm-hmm. than the version of me that showed up on this planet. And I, I mean, I think we always know we're different. Like we always mm-hmm. know we're kind of, 
You know, and I don't like to call myself the black sheep. I don't think that's a good term. I was the light child. If you were different, you were the light child. You were the (laughs) child who came in and remembered the light in a family that did not and was maybe here to teach and show that. We all incarnate into our families for, you know, for for purposes, uh, uh, for to to learn and gain information and knowledge and lessons. And I, I know exactly why I picked my family. And even though it wasn't, you know, the, the, the family for a while I thought I should have had as I went through my awakening, like I really get why, um, why, uh, why I chose to be with them. And I'm glad I chose to be with them. We have gone through, you know, my family, entire family and I have gone through a lot of very difficult times because, uh, you know, I changed my name mm-hmm. seven or eight years ago, my birth name, to, to my spirit name, my, my mer name, Amira, and, and Beth is what my family called me as I was growing up. Um, I had to leave my marriage because that marriage was not conducive to my path. We just became too different. And then, you know, I, I ended up uh, moving to Kauai seven years ago to to live this life and to start this this life that my soul really felt called out to do. And in the meantime, that left a lot of deluge, that left a lot of shrapnel behind. Uh, hurt feelings, you know, because when you're trying to express yourself and people don't really understand what you're doing or what you do and you push ahead anyway, mm-hmm. like that can kind of be like a bull in a china shop. If you really need to get where you're going, you just, like, go and do it. So um, part of my karma healing and part of my family ancestral healing has been to go back this past year and a half and really uh, talk to my – have deep conversations with um, everyone in my family, including my children, and heal some of the hurt feelings that have gone unspoken for years and uh, Mm -hmm. really repair – my relationships with my family so we can understand each other better and so we can accept each other better. And I really decided that when I truly accepted myself and accepted them for who they are, because they're perfect on their own path too, Mm -hmm. then, you know, um, um, immense healing. It's, It's all, it's all the ego, you know, that wants people to change or people be different or people to see things our way or whatever we want. Um, once I really came into that acceptance spot and that unconditional love space for, for everybody, really great, magnificent healing has happened between my, my all, all members in my family and I. But it only did it because I showed up and did the work. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you for, for sharing that. And, you know, I went through a very similar journey, you know, growing up Catholic schools, Methodist church, lots of religion. Nobody understood why, what, what are you doing? You know, and, and yeah. it takes a lot of, um, you just, just move forward. And a lot of people don't understand that. I love what you said. And I found the same when there's this, uh, unconditional acceptance for everyone and, and honor and reverence, you know, that neither path is better or worse, that it's all so perfect for each person. And we chose it for a reason. It does bring, beautiful healing and I'm grateful to hear that's happened more and more Amira um, so Jackie thank you for the question um, 
I want to go to go to some more questions before we do that, Amira. Let's talk about your offers. These are opportunities to work with you. Um, they can be found at StraightTalkForTheSoul.com. Click on our marketplace link, and you will see Amira's beautiful smiling face. Click on her picture. And there are two offers here. Uh, special offer A is a one-hour Atlantean uh, chakra and aura clearing. Um, uh, Amira, do you want to describe this in a little more detail? Yes, yes, I do. So uh, Atlantean, the Atlantean 13 chakra and aura clearing has been a part of my my offering for a very, very long time. Uh, the, in the Atlantean system, there are 13 major energy centers starting with the earth star chakra down beneath the feet and, and completing with the golden gateway above the head and including the sacred soul chakra. And I think I've talked about the sacred soul chakra a couple times on your show. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, not only am I uh, uh, one who wants to help you clear out your auric field because everything begins and ends in, in the aura, by the way. Everything happening in your physical body uh, uh, starts with the energy that's being received and emanated from from your aura and what we're carrying in our aura so not only will i go in and and help you clear all out the shrapnel or whatever's happening there but also give you tools to help yourself Mm -hmm. so Um, you can understand why your energy system works the way it does and how how to help it Right. And, you know, you really empower them by also giving them the self-care um, tips, tools, you know, so they can keep their energy field and their aura clear and harmonized and purified. So it's not only that way when they leave a session, but they learn how to uh, to best keep it in that condition. So, yes. um, okay. And um, offer B, Includes everything from offer A, so the the aura chakra clearing session plus a journey into a past life. So this is a regression journey into a significant significant past life in Atlantis or Lemuria, um, where you can recover lost gifts, uh, learn about your soul mission and contracts, heal any um, trauma related to that lifetime. So we've kind of been talking about this on and off throughout the show, Amira. Um, so this is really an opportunity for people to remember <laughs> and reclaim yes. all of this. And, and if it's not Atlantis or Lemuria for you, mm-hmm. we'll go wherever you need to go. Right. Right. Because, yeah, well, describe some of the, you know, in these sessions, um, some of the other planes, states of being, um, star systems that have come up in these journeys. You know, it it really could be anywhere. Sometimes people visit, a, uh, you know, go to the multiverse and they go to a place that doesn't even have a name uh, or at least not a name that, you know, that we can uh, pronounce or identify in our, our human minds, but it's more about the energy of the place that they are in or the lifetime or the timeline that they are in where we go in and have have an experience. So everything you know, you know, every planet, universe, star system that you know is on the table. And then, of course, there are infinite amount of spaces that we're not even aware of except through our soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, just to bring forth um, 
this awareness, I think it empowers people. It gives them confidence and courage to really <clears throat> reclaim aspects of who they are and what why they're here. So thank you for offering both of these uh, sessions. And again, for all of you, we have the three pay option. If you want to pay any of these over uh, a matter of three months, that is available. So um, anything else you want to share about these offers before we go back to questions? Uh, you know, when we were talking about divine eternal presence and these mm -hmm. sessions also, uh, we will call forth your divine eternal presence and uh, uh, reconnect you if you're feeling not quite connected to the, the very highest aspect of your soul and ask for the merger to come forward, to complete itself, to, to come harmonize with your energy field, with your body it, at, to the highest capacity that you are able or capable or, or ready to hold at this time. Beautiful. Yeah, and since it comes in layers, <laughs> um, the divine eternal presence. Um, uh, did we cover everything that you wanted to cover about that? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, I think I think hopefully that came across very yeah, clearly. It was articulated well. I feel it did. So I'm going to go back to questions. Um, let's see. Um, okay. Uh, Linda, Linda with a Y. Hi, Linda with a Y. Um, love this amazing show. Uh, I'm with you, Carrie. I love the water, but on top of it, haha, kayak boat. She said, did we walk on water in a past life? LOL. Um, <laughs> maybe, um, maybe, have a, maybe have a fantastic week. Beautiful, sacred ladies. Thank you, Linda. Um, let's see. Debbie from Clarksburg said, because we're talking about water, um, ever since middle school, I've had these on and off tsunami dreams. Does this have something to do with the Atlantean energy? Uh, it very well could. You know, tsunamis are something that have taken place uh, many times on this earth plane. It might not necessarily be Atlantis. It could be from uh, some other existence uh, where you, you, you were in a tsunami or it, it saw a tsunami or <laughs> right. maybe even passed from one. Yeah, because she said, I always felt so aligned with Atlantis and Lemuria. Uh, thank you both so much for this beautiful conversation. I am aligned with everything spoken. Blessings and love. Yeah, I, I think Atlantis is the root of what a lot of us feel and experience. So when you go in and you clear and heal the root, you know, the rest of the plant or the rest of the being then, then can begin to flourish. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, um, someone went, okay, what are, what about the narwhals? Are any relation to the MERS? Uh, I believe that, uh, narwhals and manatees are a version of, uh, maybe MER who want to experience, uh, want to experience, you know, the ocean or experience Earth in that way. Yeah, I think that they're like cousins or maybe we even, um, shapeshifted, you know, could even shapeshift into them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Amira, did you want to um, do any kind of 
guided group transmission or meditation today? How does that feel to you? Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, what would be a really good, a good transmission? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> Based on the conversation and how it's flowed. I know, um, so many ideas. Yeah. I have so many ideas. Right. What, what, you know, what, what's your, what do you think would be really helpful, Carrie? Like, do you have to name something you're more curious about or want to experience? Why don't we ask people to write in and ask them okay. how about that? You don't want to if anyone, yeah, if anyone wants to write in in the webcast, you know, what would you like to experience? Um, uh, let me read. So many, so many more questions have come in, but um, this is a good question. As people may write in, I'll read this. Um, Linda said, as we evolve and discover our gifts of past lifetimes and bring them to light, do we heal and clear the traumas of our experience of the past? Uh, I think that that's possible. Absolutely. I think that's a side effect of coming deeper into our gifts. It can also be kind of its own, its own thing, its own, um, you know, its own animal. Um, but I think coming more into the fullness of ourselves and really discovering what we're capable of as, you know, gods and goddesses walking this planet, definitely it's good. there's going to be some healing happening. Mm-hmm. Um, do we need to upgrade ourselves in any way to fully clear it? Well, I, th- I feel that it, we are, uh, uh, our, the soul is continually attempting to upgrade. So ascension is an organic process. Everybody plays, everybody wins. It's not linear. It's very much a two steps forward, three steps back kind of process. And I really like to encourage people not to put themselves in any kind of a box or any kind of an expectation of what, what should be happening because, because it's organic. And so just waking up every day and giving your sacred yes to being, you know, to, to stepping into your highest self, your most healed self, doing that inner work, doing the shadow work, waking up every day with that commitment, even if it doesn't feel like you're making progress some days, just stay the course and, and, and it will all be given to us. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Linda. Um, you know, I think a lot of people want to know their lineage or they want to feel a sense of remembrance is what I'm gathering here. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, what would you, what do you feel is a good way to uh, explore that? You know, I, let's do um, a little meditation where um, I'll ask you all to do your own scrying in the water. And okay. uh, scrying is a, an ancient form of divination where you know, you go into um, something like a, a mirror, crystal ball are, are common. But in this case, we're going to go look into your reflection in the water mm-hmm. and um, allow a version of yourself to appear. Yes. In the reflection. Okay. And I'll talk talk us all into perhaps um, giving a, getting a little bit, because the left brain always wants an identity. <laughs> always wants to know who is that. And so I'll I'll attempt to walk us all into, you know, the left brain conscious recognition of maybe who who you are or where you're from and certainly where you look like. So, you know, in in this moment, 
just have a really open heart without putting a ton of expectation on yourself to have it all figured out. Let it be a right-brained experience. Let it be a joyful, curious process and just see what comes up. Beautiful. Okay. This will be fun. Um, Okay. Take it away. Okay. So I will invite you all. Um, just to make yourself comfortable wherever you are at. If you've got some headphones today, that that's ideal um, to kind of uh, sink into my voice and sink into the energetics. And just we start by having our feet either on on the floor, or if you're laying down, just you know having your your legs and your feet extended so that you feel connected and grounded. And very present with your Earth Star Chakra, which if you don't know what that is, we'll talk about that in our session. And feeling very grounded into yourself and into, into your own body. Just feeling very comfortable and present in your own skin and focusing on your breath. Blowing out the day with your breath. Blowing out any stress. Listening now only to the sound of my voice and the feeling of your breath moving through your body. I'm going to ask you to take three conscious breaths into your nose and then an exhale. Breath number one, inhaling deeply. And on your exhale, just letting everything else go. Breath number two, inhaling deeply. And on your exhale, becoming fully present in here now. Breath number three, inhaling deeply. And on your exhale, opening up to all new possibilities as you relax your forehead and the spot between your eyes. Feel your eyelids lightly relax. Relax your teeth, your lips, your tongue and jaw. Good. Moving that relaxation down your neck, relaxing the muscles in the neck. Melting down through the shoulders and arms, your forearms, your hands. Relaxing, letting go, feeling deeper and deeper. Relax. Good. Bringing that relaxation down into your stomach, letting go of any tension that might be there. Moving down to your hips and thighs, your knees, your shins and calves, and feeling that relaxation just drop off into the earth, feeling your body more fully and deeply relaxed than you've ever known it to be. Feeling deeper, deeper relaxed, good. In a moment, I'm going to count from 10 to 0. When I reach 0, you will move into that deeper part of you that can very easily and clearly tune into your soul guidance and to the highest aspects of your soul, 10, 9, 8, 
seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Relax and focus, moving into that deeper part of you that can fully trust and access all the wisdom as knowledge of your soul. As you see before you a pathway that leads to a passageway that will eventually take you to a doorway. As you begin to move down the pathway to the passageway, you see this doorway coming fully into view. And just noticing what your doorway looks like today. On the other side of this doorway, we will enter another realm, another world, that is eventually going to allow you to access an aspect of your soul, a significant aspect and visual of who you are, seeing this doorway slowly beginning to open and feeling yourself moving through the doorway energetically, three, two, and one. With your feet planted in another time and place, beginning to notice before you a beautiful yard full of flowers, full of trees, full of birds singing, the sun shining brightly down upon you, and just feeling how good this this yard, this area, this garden feels as you step into the sunlight. Feel the warmth on your skin. Feel the soft grass beneath your feet. Smell the fragrant flowers. And as you begin to take steps upon this land, you notice before you a beautiful pool of light. See this beautiful pool of light before you, and as you come closer and decide to sit down at the edge of the pool, you notice the water is very different from water that you've known on Earth. The water appears as liquid plasma light. It has a beautiful, frosty, sparkly, glow, and yet at the same time, it is beautifully transparent and clear. And you even take your finger and place your finger on the surface of the liquid plasma light, and with your finger, you begin to draw a spiral in a clockwise motion, spiraling your finger through that liquid plasma light which feels very warm and comforting to the touch. And the water begins to feel alive. A beautiful, organic, energy, liquid plasma pool of light with your finger spinning gently, making beautiful spirally motions clockwise through the water. And you look down in awe at the beautiful motions, the geometries, the spirals happening in front of you. And as you continue to spin open this portal of light, you feel very deep, angelic, safe, blissful presence come over you. And you know that at the moment that you stop 
the finger, the moment you pull your finger up out of the liquid plasma light and the plasma begins to clear, there will be a reflection staring back at you that will be very unique to what you experience in your own body. And just spinning open that beautiful portal of light and staring down at your finger, down into the liquid plasma light. And when you are ready, I would like you to lift your finger from the pool, allow the plasma light to settle and become still, and observe who you see looking back at you through the liquid plasma light. Do that now. And just allow the waters to settle and become still. And notice the vision of the being smiling and looking back at you. Some of you might be lightly startled at who you see, and that is okay. Some of you might be a little in awe or surprised, which is fine too. Simply observe without judgment. And in your mind's eye and through your heart space, I'll give you a minute or so just to tune in and merge with this beautiful part of yourself looking into your own eyes. And let this being share with you whatever is to be transmitted about yourself about your soul, and anything that is important for you to know in this moment. And if you like, you and this being can take your hands palm to palm and just touch the surface, one from underneath, one from above, down to the liquid plasma light and connect. Palm chakra to palm chakra. And feel how good that feels to reunion with this part of your soul. And when the transmission and the information begins to feel complete, you may lift your hand back up out of the surface of the water, feeling the tingling of the liquid plasma light as it dries on the surface of your palm. And just say a sweet goodbye to your companion in the water, knowing that the essence of this being will travel back to this realm and reality with you and continue to share and feeling that 
beautiful, brilliant sun beaming down upon the crown of your head. You rise and walk back towards your doorway, bringing forward with you everything that will continue to serve your path. And knowing that this door will always remain open to this being should you wish to return. I'm going to count us all back into the room, fully conscious and aware in five, four, three, two, and one. And when you feel ready, you may open your eyes and come back here and present. Wow. <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> That was beautiful. Yeah, right. Good. Did it work yes. for you, Terry? Yes, it, it did. Um, I want to hear from our listeners, though, anybody who wants okay. to write in, share if you do. And if you don't, that's fine, too. Um, and I feel also it's something you can go back and listen to again, you know, and experience more reconnection. Um yeah, that was very cool. <laughs> um, mm. Let's see. I know it might take people a few minutes. Um, um, okay, Sarah said, when I did the meditation and connected with this part of me, I felt, um, I also felt the burden of the mission. I work so hard all the time and I'm exhausted. I need to feel more support of the light. Anything to share with Sarah on that? You know, I think a lot of us feel uh, the the enormity of Mm -hmm. our tasks and our missions because sometimes we feel like we're not making progress or doing enough fast enough or maybe the things that we feel like that we're supposed to be actually practically, you know, doing out in the world that they're not happening quick enough. And Mm -hmm. so the reminder would be uh, just to be very kind and gentle and compassionate with yourself always and know you are doing the best you can and it's the kind of the human ego mind that wants to rush things or feels not enough or that what you know feels like the task is too big when in fact there are you know thousands and thousands and thousands of the way showers on the planet um, some of them have similar tasks than you some of them have very different but we're all working together in a very spirit-led mission that requires a lot of trust and requires us to have a lot of humility and um, remember to enjoy your life most of all. I mean, the mission is great. The the journey, you know, the, what we're trying to do for the earth is great, but also love and enjoy and appreciate the life that you will have and have fun too. It, it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be all work and no play. We have to play. We have to play. Um, yes, Sara, so much love to you. Thank you for being here. Um, Sherry said, magical, mystical, and deeply moving. Beautiful. Um, a couple of things that came in right before we went into that. Um, Linda with a Y said, thank you both for allowing us all to experience our sacred selves today. And always, uh, you always lift me up. Much magical, pure love to you all. Thank you, Linda. Um, nice. Another Linda with an I said, thank you so much. So grateful for this amazing call and gathering. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. All the Lindas. Um, 
Lacey just said, wow, Amira, that meditation uh, was absolutely amazing. I'm so inspired to paint like six different things right now, including the stunning, majestic tribal lion that I connected with and all the divine Ooh. colors. Yeah. She said, I am in awe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um hmm. And another one, wow, that was amazing, so beautiful. I've been waiting to reconnect with this part of me my whole life. I'm so grateful. It's time for me to continue from where I left off at that time. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for sharing. And I have a feeling a lot of beautiful beings are still kind of feeling and sitting in that energy as well. And yeah. please take your time. Um uh, Sherry said, I loved it. Such a beautiful call. It has been wonderful. I have so enjoyed this, Amira. And um, I always do. And, you know, I, and I always just tell you how grateful and I am for for knowing you and for everything that you bring forth mm -hmm. and just the courage that you inspire in all of us. Um, you know, you embody it so well. Oh, thank you, Carrie. I, I always enjoy talking to you, too. We always have such a lovely time. We have a great audience. <laughs> they are amazing. And I, I think it's no mistake. I think we're all very connected on a soul level. We are soul family. And so all the things that we were talking about today, you know, I would I would imagine that all of us, you know, um, share similar frequencies, energies, soul streams, um, or we wouldn't be here. <laughs> you know? <Right>. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, my dear. Well, any uh, final message or anything else you'd like to share uh, before we say goodbye for today? I just thank you all for allowing me to express myself. Um, it's it's really a special gift and an honor when I get to speak and I and I and I get to share um, uh, with with you all. And I'll just look forward to seeing everybody in, in a session here in the near future. I know. I hope those of you who have resonated with this will explore that and just reignite um, more, more reasons why you're here and what you have to contribute and offer and share. So, uh, Amira, blessings to you on your upcoming adventure. <laughs> You'll have to come back yes. and reveal What's what comes through, you know, all the things, all the things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, blessings to you, Amira, and to everyone who's joined us. Thank you so much for the gift of your time, your readiness, your openness, your love, and your just your pure presence today. We appreciate mm. you and hope that you received uh, the information, the insights, the remembrances, the uh, new awarenesses, the opportunities, the activations that are most beneficial for you at this time. Uh, and just thank you for joining us on this soulful adventure today. I am sending waves and waves of love and light and joy uh, from my heart to yours. May you feel it, receive it, and then please offer it to those you encounter today um, or tonight, wherever you happen to be in the world. And as always, until next time, please give yourself full permission to shine instead of shrink, express instead of suppress, and of course, own that amazing, powerful glow of yours. Uh, take flight, uh, beautiful beacons of light. I'll see you back here in this playground of light next time. Uh, bye, everyone. <laughs>